everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, Confessions of a Creative Director. The only podcast made by a creative director for creative directors, for people who want to be creative directors, for people that dislike, disdain, and are disgusted by creative directors. I don't know what that means, but uh, we're, we're actually pretty cool people. We're, we're pretty nice, and we're pretty fun, I think. And, and speaking of fun and nice and cool and a creative director... Uh, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Brandon Ferris from The Leap Agency. We had a really good time. Uh, Enjoy talking to that guy immensely, super smart. We have a lot in common. So much so that he's also got a podcast. It's called A Quick Read, hosted by uh, Brandon Ferris. And on that podcast, he interviews marketing professionals, creative professionals, um, and what they do is they do, they kind of break down a book, you know, a book that's helped that person sort of get better at their craft or have better understanding. And I was on his podcast, um, a, a couple weeks ago and we thought we had this, this incredible idea to do a crossover event. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. He's going to play. How does this work? Let me see. It's kind of a mind uh, mind F, if you know what I mean. So on his podcast, he's going to feature the recording of me talking to him. And then on mine, I'm going to feature me on his podcast. You get it. It's a crossover event. It's, it's going to be awesome. So I just wanted you to sit back, relax. He's going to take control. He's going to, uh, you know, man the microphone as it were. It's kind of interesting being on the other side of the microphone. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun. Hopefully I, I don't sound like a total... Uh, dork, and, and hopefully I said them some things that are uh, at least uh, amusing uh, and hopefully smart and insightful. But uh, without further ado, let's get into it. So this is A Quick Read with Brandon Ferris. Ideas order than words. Ideas order than words. And the premise is just like, get all the ideas out first. Don't worry about where they go or that they fit or that they make sense. Just get them all out. Just get them out on paper. What's up, people? You're listening to A Quick Read, an advertising podcast that talks book smarts and street smarts with the people who have been there, done that. Today's guest is creative director Jaime Cabrera, who hosts Confessions of a Creative Director. We battle it out in the war of art and find out our real foe is fear. You know what to do. Tune in and turn up. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Jaime? How you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. You're on the you're on the west you're on the west coast time, right? It's uh you're just finishing up work now, right? West Coast. I'm in the LBC. Nice. Me and me and Snoop. Yeah, it's uh it's four fifteen, so it's not quite the end of the day, <laughs> but getting getting close. How how is Snoop doing? Is he doing all right over there? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's doing okay. You know, I haven't. I haven't, t- I haven't talked to him in a minute. I haven't talked to him in a minute. I, I gotcha. did see some. My kid. My kid showed me something the other day where where apparently Snoop got really upset while playing Madden and and had a little bit of a meltdown. So, oh man, he went. He uh, raged. He needs. Yeah, he needs a. He needs to uh, take his take his 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 meds. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I'm excited to have you on the show. So, so we um we we've hung out a little bit online, but I kind of just reached out to you because I saw, you know, I saw your podcast. I saw you were in a similar space. I thought it looked cool. You're kind of doing some similar things to what I'm, what I'm doing on the podcast. And I said, man, this, this could be a great interview. Let's, let's chat about this. So I reached out and, and you know, you, you responded. Oh, absolutely, man. I, I, I love getting the outreach, uh, from folks who have, who have heard about or, or listened to the podcast and, and then we and then we jumped on a video call and it was like we were we were uh, brothers from a from <laughs> from a different mother right it's like you got the you got the uh, creative director glasses I got the creative director yeah. glasses I think yours were clear though and I had the black frames yeah, and you know we we had the standard uh, creative director T shirt on I'm like I like this guy I yeah, like this guy we clearly have checked the box on the stereotype 
<laughs> I, I've always thought I'm, I, I keep telling myself that I'm going to open a store called creative directors warehouse yeah. and sell nothing but black t-shirts, black <laughs> frame glasses, uh, black Chuck Taylors. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, just you gotta like have like the little, uh, like the little field notebooks, you yes, know, and you gotta have exactly. like your pen and like that sort of thing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I so think it'll work. <laughs> I think it would work. So we, we chatted it out and we said, yeah, let's, let's do this. And so what's really exciting for the listeners is this is a two for one. So you're going to, you're on, you're on my podcast right now, but later on, I'm going on, I'm going into your world. Yeah. You're going to come on and, and you better start thinking about your confession because, oh um, well, two, two things, actually, you got to prepare a drink because we, we have cocktails on, on the show. So I'd love to hear what okay. you're what you're drinking if you have a special recipe. And okay. then the second part, paying off the title of the show, which which is Confessions of a Creative Director. I want to hear your, you know, you need to get some something off your chest. This is a good time to do it, creatively speaking. Okay. So uh, we're going to so go. we got some pretty good ones on the show. We're going to get into my deepest, darkest creative secrets. All right. I love that. Yes. Well, that's, yes. that sounds like so much fun. Uh, but today I've got you on my show. And what's unique about my show is we we pick a book and we talk about that book and how that's affected our career. So you chose a book called The War of Art. Tell me why you chose yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it was this. It was this great book that I read during um, uh, a program that I did called the Alt MBA, Seth Godin's Alt MBA. This is another commonality that we had. You, I found out that you did it as well. But this was one of the first books that we read in that that program, which is really sort of a. It really is sort of a mini MBA. You you have to write a bunch of. Uh, uh, write a, a bunch of responses to these prompts and really get into it's it's kind of part group therapy part <laughs> MBA but uh, this is one of the first books that that we read and it really struck a chord with me um, because of what it what it said right and what it talks about which is really just this idea that our fears are what hold us back creatively oh man I feel like it's already starting to get heavy it's Here we get are. Heavy. Here we are talking about our fears already. <laughs> this is bringing back uh, nightmares of the alt MBA program that uh, Seth Godin puts on. You think you're going in to like build up your career, but the whole program is designed to just tear you down and like make you realize that like who you really are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There was definitely, I mean, there was definitely some moments where I was like, huh. Yeah, you did definitely get some things out there and, and, you know, you get to meet a bunch of people from all around the world, really accomplished people, people of all different kind of walks of life and doing all kinds of really interesting work. So it was, it was humbling as well, just to see like, wow, there's a lot of really smart people on this planet. Yeah, for sure. Well, it was definitely a, a great experience. And, uh, but before we jump into that, uh, how did you, how did you get into to advertising. Did you just show up on the beach out there in Long Beach and 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 say here I am and let's make some commercials or how'd that work? No, no, I mean I have kind of a long circuitous route to to getting to where um you know what I'm doing now. So I'm from Texas. I grew up in uh, in El Paso. I don't know if you guys have, have heard of that town, your listeners, but a uh, <laughs> little West Texas town, not that little, I guess, pretty big. But I grew up there and then went to school at the University of Texas, studied radio, television, and film, uh, moved back to El Paso for a number of, uh, of years and started working, you know, grunt work, you know, p- being a PA on commercials and, yeah. and films that came to town. Then that led to a job in TV. I started editing news and working in the promotions department of a, of a TV station. Um, and then that led to this opening. Somebody knew that I, you know, had a, had a, a degree in radio, television, film, had a interest in doing this sort of thing and had gotten into, figured out that I kind of liked, you know, promotions and advertising and things like that. Somebody offered me a job at an, at an agency called the Laster Group and boom, that that's where, you know, sort of the, the love affair started with advertising and marketing in, in general. So I started copywriting. And then before I knew it, I was like directing the commercials as well. Um, so I did that for uh, probably about, I think it was three or four years. And then this whole time, I really um, had this thought that I was going to be a, a rock and roll star. So I was also performing and writing music and things like that. Moved to LA, thinking that that was going to be my my life. I still kept, you know, doing the marketing and advertising on the side, writing spots and things like that. 
uh, got a, a job at Time Warner, then moved to Jack Morton, which does experiential marketing, and then started Advantage, which was another uh, experiential and sponsorship consulting um, agency. And then we recently merged with this really awesome um, agency called RNCPMK, which is really a cultural powerhouse. We do everything from influencer marketing to content to, um, you know, just about everything, branding work. So that's sort of been my my route into, you know, this crazy this crazy business. Yeah, that's a journey. And and so there again, me and you have an overlap where our origin story starts as filmmakers. So you're one of the only other ECDs who's a filmmaker, right? Like most of the time it's like, oh, I'm a writer, I'm a designer. But here we are, two filmmakers that are uh, in, in this crazy creative director role. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I can't, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm nowhere in the same, uh, you know, league as you, I, I, I sort of, uh, I never did anything, uh, you know, full feature film or anything like that, but it was always my passion just to, f- to create content, to film things, uh, music videos and, you know, commercials obviously, but maybe someday I'll, I'll, uh, I'll direct something big like, like, like you do. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely, it's been super helpful in, in my career, obviously, cause I moved into creating commercials first and foremost, but just the thinking, just the process, just the planning that, that it takes to, um, you know, create a filmed piece, a, a, a content piece really has applications in, in pretty much anything that you do. Uh, in terms of, of creativity. So it was super useful and you have to really move quickly, right? Or typically you have to move very quickly through, uh, through the process. So it's been helpful in, in every facet of my, you know, marketing and advertising career. Yeah. Well, and I think too, the, the, some of what you're talking about there is, you know, moving fast and getting, you know, moving forward with projects and sort of navigating all that, you know, one of the the big ideas from the book that that sort of stuck out to me is this idea of resistance. Uh, resistance is internal, insidious, and recruits allies. And I think oftentimes in the creative field, um, you know, we find ourselves bumping up in and against this sort of resistance, you know, of of what we think we we can achieve and who we think we are and those sort of things. So, um, yeah, in your career, have you felt that resistance and for you, has it been internal? Um, you know, what was it about this section of the book that, that really spoke to you or challenged you? I mean, you know, the resistance really is, you know, what they call the lizard brain, right? It's your sort of your, your, uh, your caveman brain that's, that's trying to protect you. Right. So it introduces these ideas into your head that are trying to keep you from getting hurt, whether that's physically or emotionally or, or whatever it might be. So it's, it's that little, it's that little voice that says, you, you can't do that. You shouldn't, you shouldn't mm-hmm. start this. Uh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't go for that job. It's going to, you're not going to get it, or it's going to be super hard or you're not qualified. Or it says, yeah, you know, you, you should, you should forget about writing songs. It's never going to go anywhere. Who cares? You know, it's that kind of fear yeah. Uh, thing that just that just pops in your head and keeps you from creating, which is really as as creative people, that's what we're you know put on this earth to do is to create. But that thing, you know, pops in that lizard brain, that resistance, that insecurity, whatever you want to call it, it has a number of of names. It it that's what keeps you um, you know from from really creating and and kind of living up to your potential. And it's insidious. I mean, it really is everywhere. And, and, you know, the, the weird thing is that, uh, in some cases it recruits allies and I, and and this is directly from the book, but it's super true is that you'll notice that when you start kind of growing and you start taking on those, those fears head on, it now starts to manifest in other people and they're projecting their fears onto you, right? It's like, Oh, do you really, do you really want to go for that job? I don't know, man. I don't know if you can you know, is that, do you, are really, you really qualified? Should you really be spending so much time writing songs? I mean, shouldn't you be, you know, uh, you have kids, shouldn't be spending more time. It, it starts to project on other, they start to project their fears on you. So it sort of recruits these allies. It's, it's really weird. And, uh, you know, uh, somebody once told me that, you know, be careful who you, who you share your dreams with, because sometimes those fears, you know, get projected on, on, onto you from, from other people. So mm. yeah, it's kind of weird. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's strange the way that works. 
did you find yourself bumping into the resistance when you decided to launch the podcast? You know, I think, you know, as we, we were talking and catching up that, you know, sort of during these COVID, you know, the COVID era, <laughs> so to speak, is when you sort of jumped in and said, you know, I think I'm going to do this. And um, yeah. I know it's been, it's been really, um, it's been food for your soul, so to speak, to, to, to do the podcast during these times is, you know, some of the stuff I was hearing you, you talk about. So yeah. you know, did you bump no, into that? I mean, did you bump into that resistance? Were you hesitant to do a podcast? Yeah. I mean, I, I bump into the resistance. I mean, I'd be lying if I say it, said that I didn't, you know, bump into it frequently, right? I mean, I'm probably not on a daily basis, but you, you, you run into it, you know, over the course of, you know, a month or a year or whatever, it, it's, it's always sort of there. You always have to keep battling it and pushing it uh, back. But I had been talking about doing this podcast for a while, right? I said, I want to do this. I want to try it. And I kept coming up with excuses. Oh, you know, I just when it's, when it settles down a little bit at, at work, I'll, I'll jump into it. And I was like, I don't have the gear. I'm going to need to get a microphone. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. You know, it, it's all these, those excuses and those procrastinations. That's all, fear. And so when I, I did the alt MBA and I started learning about this stuff, I said, you know, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. Just do it. What's the worst that can happen? And you know what, when I decided that it all came together in a matter of, you know, a couple of days, I talked to a friend yeah. of mine who was doing a podcast. He told me, you're going to need, you know, you're going to need a service to host it. You're going to need this. You're going to need that. And I was like, check, check, check. I went online. I signed up for whatever I needed. And then I just said, uh, you know, I reached out to, to a friend and said, hey, I want you to be my first guest. And I just did it. I just shipped <laughs> it, right? I just yeah. I just got it done. Yeah, you got to ship um, the work, man. Yeah, you got you to ship the work. That's what we do. So uh, I just did it. And then at that same time, I had also been talking about doing this song club. You know, I'm, I'm a songwriter, a friend of mine. Uh, we had been talking about launching this song song club that that's kind of mirrored around one of our songwriting heroes. He does this. And we put out a song a week. We, you know, we put out a prompt. Somebody comes up with a word or a phrase or an idea, and then everybody's got to go off and write a song, do a rough demo recording, and, and present it at the end of the week. So I launched that, and we're, you know, I think I think this week we're um, we're going to be at song number forty-eight or forty-nine. So wow. it, it's just just do it is is really as, <laughs> as corny as it sounds. Um, you know, that's that's really what it's all about. Yeah. So I think, you know, those people listening, you know, maybe you've got something you've been working on. Maybe you, you want to do a podcast. You're, you're trying to write a book. You're maybe thinking about reaching out and, and applying for a job and you're hesitant. That's the resistance. Right. That's the resistance speaking to you. It's trying to hold you down. It's trying to yeah. keep you from becoming the person that you are. And what Jaime yeah. just pointed out is the only way through is you just got to, you got to make it happen. You just got to what we call ship the work. And so for those of you who've never heard that phrase, uh, Seth Godin, um, is, is, a is a, you know, great marketer and, and writer, but he also is really good at getting people to get beyond themselves and get beyond their roadblocks. And, and as he designed the alt MBA program, uh, that both me and Jaime went through, uh, part of that philosophy is this, what we call the ship it philosophy. And so this, it's this idea that you can have the best idea. You can have the best intention. You can have it all written down. You can have the business plan. You can have all the pieces to the puzzle, but if you never put them out there, if you never ship it, it never manifests. It never gets out right. to the world. And so that's, yeah. that, that's what we're talking about. And so I uh, just want to encourage you listeners that, you know, Maybe right now is a, an integral moment. Maybe you happen chanced upon this podcast. You happen chanced upon this episode. Maybe it was destiny. And I just want to say right now, I'm going to speak the truth into your your life right now on behalf of, of Jaime and myself who have both Preach. experienced this. Ship the freaking work, man. Just do the thing. Yeah. Send that Instagram post. Write that blog. You got this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, and you'd be surprised how receptive people are to it. And, and you're going to feel, you know, especially if you're a creative person, you'll feel super accomplished. I mean, when I, when I do a podcast, when I finish up a song, I'm like on cloud nine because I got something done and I, and I put it out into the world yeah. uh, and I exposed it to the world and that, you know, you get feedback, you get, you know, pe people love people that create things. And so I think you'll find that 
you'll get rewarded for it. And, and you'll also find like, that wasn't so hard. That wasn't, that wasn't so hard. And, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully you, you could build on it, you know? Yeah. Well, that leads us to another big idea in the book is, is almost the opposite force, right? And, and yep. it, it's written as invoking the muse, you know, as you right. decided to sort of, you know, as you think back on your career, you know, we talked about the podcast a little bit, but when you think back on your career, can you, can you pull out an example where invoking the muse really manifested itself in your career, maybe early on in your career or whatnot? What's a, what's maybe a story there that is interesting? Yeah. Let me, let me think about that, about invoking the muse. I mean, I don't know that I, that I knew what it was maybe at the time until I, I did some of this, you know, some of this work and, and reading these materials. Um, but I would imagine maybe not in my, um, you know, probably in the, probably in the writing of, you know, TV spots or radio uh, spots or jingles. I used to love to do jingles and, uh, yeah. you know, I'm sure the, I'm sure the muse visited me then, but I, w- I probably would make a, a more recent connection to just the songwriting part. And, and yeah. I know I'm sort of mixing and jumping around here in my different worlds here, but <laughs> you know, often what I found with, um, with my songwriting is that I had this, and this is also resistance coming in. I, I had this, need to have the songs make sense or to resolve or to come to some sort of, you know, happy ending or, or it all comes together and it would, it would hinder my work. It would take me in a direction that maybe I didn't want to go, but it, in my mind, I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta resolve this for the listener. And, and then I finally said, you know what? I don't, I don't need to do that. The, the work can just stand on its own. People can interpret it however they want. And I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to let the muse take me wherever it wants to go, you know? Yeah. And I've written songs that I played for my wife and, and, and she'll say, well, what does this mean? And I said, I don't know. I just let it, I just let go to the muse and I didn't let the fear of like, well, that's a weird thing to say, or that's a weird word, or that's a weird phrase to end on, or why did you do that? Or you know, and I just let the, let the muse sort of drive my thinking. And I, and I try to also bring that into my, into my work. Um, you know, it's a little bit different because, you know, we, we typically have some constraints that we have to deal with, but it's still applicable, right? Cause you just let, let's, let's just see where this plays out. You know, let me just write, let me just write and see where it leads me. And then you can go back and edit and, and shape it into what you need it to be. But yeah, no, and I think I think just, you know, like songwriting, same, same is true about, you know, creative, right? Like when we work with our teams, you know, as creative directors, I, I like to think that, you know, again, you know, my background's not a writer. My background's not a designer. I, I'm not the best writer or designer um, or strategist in the agency, but I can sort of feel that that muse energy, right? Like I know yeah. when somebody's onto something and I think that's a big deal for creative directors. Like our job is to provoke and to inspire. It's to see a kernel of an idea, a little seedling and to sort of like help water it and bring out the bigger idea or the, the more interesting perspective. Right. So I think in a lot of ways, I feel like, um, I get to be sort of like the wingman of the muse a little bit as a creative director. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Kind of like breathing that, that sort of breath of, uh, uh, you know, encouragement and, and, and energy into things that we think have, have, um, have like potential. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's probably a big part of what we do and, and recognizing it, you know, uh, encouraging your team to also sort of think in this way. Right. So there was, there's another word for it, right. It's the genius, right. People, people think that it means, or it, you know, that's what it's come to mean, right. It's like someone, someone is a genius, but back in the day, it was almost like this alternate being that, that sat next to you. And the genius was what was creating that piece of music or the genius was the thing that was creating this work. It was, it just sort of comes through you. Right. So maybe there's an, an element of, of helping, the, your creative team kind of work outside of themselves and just let go to this, you know, t- and this sounds, as I'm saying this, I, f- I feel like, you know, somebody's going to call and, and have me committed, but, you know, kind of <laughs> Im- giving them permission to like, just, just let this other thing come in and just let it, let's see where it goes. So, yeah. you know, I, I definitely think that that's a big part of what we do is recognizing it, encouraging it, 
trying to stoke it, right? Yeah. Um, because you have to remember that they're probably also having some of these other, you know, uh, resistance issues themselves. Like, I don't want to share that idea because they're going to think that it's stupid. Well, you didn't share that idea. Let the genius share the idea. <laughs> let, the, <laughs> let the muse, you know what I mean? It kind of yeah. like, I didn't, you know, I'm not saying that I'm just, it just came out, you know, it's that kind of thing. Giving yourself permission to maybe think or say things that you maybe wouldn't before. Oh, I love, I idea. love that idea. Love that idea about blaming on the muse. That's not my idea. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah, give yourself no, yeah. permission to explore things and say things that maybe you wouldn't. I like that. That's a nice, that's yeah, a it's nice like an alter idea. E you know, it's like an alter ego, right? It's, it's almost even probably, you know, sort of what actors or, or comedians or whatever they're they're It's sort of an alter ego character kind of thing, maybe, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Do you, do you have anything? Um, I think a lot of times, you know, to, to let that muse do its work, uh, it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta step away. Do you have anything that you do or you encourage your teams to do? Like, let's say you're workshopping an idea, right? You got people in the yeah. writer's room. People are in the writer's room and you're workshopping an idea, right? So let's, you know, for whatever reason, you know, you're doing it for a pack of gum. doesn't matter. You guys yep. are workshopping this this pack of gum and you got ideas on the board and you've got everything. You've, you've hit it all. Sticky, chewy. You've got all the flavors, the whole nine. And what do you guys do to sort of like step away and allow that sort of subconscious muse to work. What are, what, are, what are some of your favorite things to do? Some people, you know, do something as simple as just go take a walk, but do you have anything that, that you like to do? Yeah. I mean, I, I like, um, obviously I like to take a walk and then things have been different because of COVID. Right. But, uh, definitely taking a, a walk, uh, making something, making yourself a cocktail or making, you know, uh, you know, and obviously we, th that's hard to do with if you're not with your team right now, but just sort of stepping away and doing something different. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, obviously I, I, I love music. So I also sometimes just will put on some, some music and just kind of try to tune out for a little bit, yeah. um, just to let the mind sort of relax and wander a little bit and, and get your mind, um, off of it. So those are, you know, typically the things that I, that I like to do a good, a good tequila cocktail goes a long way in sort of getting you re-energized and maybe looking <laughs> at it from a different, uh, perspective, you know? Yeah, man. No, I think that's great. I think, uh, the other thing I find a lot of times is I, I know a lot of, um, a lot of creatives are just like, they can't turn off the creative. So like sometimes just switching your your like outlet. So you're yeah. like working, you know, if you're working on a project, and then you need to just take a break, but, you know, maybe shift that energy over to, like you said, your songwriting or shift that energy over to, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, craft work that you're doing or, you know, whatnot, you're still making and creating, but it's a different muscle and you're kind of shifting that energy. And so, you know, next, you know, maybe building Legos, you know, so you go off and yeah. you build some Legos and you design like a house with, you know, with, with Legos. And then next thing you know, Boom! There, there it is. The idea hits you. The muse brings you back, and then you, you jump yeah, in the I mean, other you, room. Yeah, you hit on something also that 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 you're right. With the, adding some kind of physicality to it also can help. So we we used to do that in the past where we had a big collection of Legos and we would build things and 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 you know working in experiential, which which we do quite a bit of and and used to do a lot of, um, you know, before COVID. Um, that's helpful because you're building structures, but just in general, introducing some sort of physicality, whether that's, you know, getting posted notes and turning them into something or whatever it is, I think just, I don't know, kind of disengage or disengaging from that kind of mental space and engaging in some other sort of creative uh, space can sometimes help kind of get you out of that log jam. Yeah. And I think too, like, it's not all, it's not all just like, muse and magic and sort of like Im ir immovable forces against you, right? Like the, the next big idea of the book I, that I, I appreciate is just be a pro. This idea of just be a yeah. pro, you know what I mean? And a pro shows up and just and does their thing, right? You know? So yeah. if you're a writer, just show up and start, uh, just write. Like, are you writing? Then, you, you know what I mean? Like, that's why you don't have any ideas because you're not writing. If you're yeah. a designer, like, if your artboards and, and illustrator aren't just full of imagery and stuff, like you're not designing, you're just like, you're just sitting there. Right. So like be a pro. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like the expression, right. It's the harder I work, you know, the luckier I get or whatever. 
you know, it, it, it's it's true for this. And there was there's a great quote in the book, right? And somebody says, uh, I, don't, I only write when inspiration strikes. Fortunately, you know, it strikes every morning at nine o'clock sharp or something like that, <laughs> meaning the inspiration strikes because I get my butt to work and I get down there. Look, it, you know, is that going to work all the time? Maybe there's some days where you literally cannot do that for whatever reason. But I found that just sitting down and doing the work is the best way to sort of invite the muse in, right, is is just yeah. getting down to it and just start doing it. Um, again, you know, we sometimes think things have to make sense right off the bat. Maybe they don't. Maybe you just um, – you know, start writing down the ideas first. So I, I went through this other training on, on a, it was a, a writing workshop and I'm, you know, I kind of came up as a writer and um, the person that put, put on the class did this really great mnemonic device, which is um, they, they sang it to the white stripe song. Um, it's escaping me. Seven, Ar- seven, seven nation yeah. army. Right. And it was like, yeah. And the, and the, and the line goes ideas, order, then words, ideas, order, then words. And the premise is just like, get all the <laughs> ideas out first. Don't worry about where they go or that they fit or that they make sense. Just get them all out. Just get them out on paper. <laughs> I love uh, that. Then, That's then you great- go back. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great device. And then you go back and then you start rearranging them in whatever order seems to really work. And then you get down to really finessing and editing and all that. But um it's that kind of thinking, right? And and it probably I'm not a designer either, but probably the same thing goes for design. It's like just get the ideas yeah. out. Maybe they don't make sense to you right off the bat. Maybe you're going to have to flip the paper around to look at it backwards and something gets revealed to you, but I just find that when you sit down and start generating and, and, and working, then the muse shows up and says, Hey, what, what, what are you doing? Can I help? Yeah. <laughs> you know, our, my, uh, art director is, uh, he always says, he just says things like, you know, like get, get just, you know, start to build some universes. And then, you know, once you got some things looking interesting, like just start like, like throw it to like, what looks good on a poster? Like what, what you know, throw it yeah. all together on a screen. You know, what would be a good, a cool screen printed poster and, and stick it on the wall. And if it's cool, like then there's something interesting happening. Right. And then you start to like shape it. So that maybe is like a visual like version of the, of the, uh, the, the ideas order and words, right? Like maybe it's yeah. like, you know, these images and then you know, kind of put it into something that's visually appealing, like a piece of art on the wall, right? If it can, it can, if it can live as a piece of art on the wall, then something's happening. That's, that's good. And then take yeah. that and start to give it strategy and start to give it like, you know, uh, a way forward. Um, but I, I love that, man. That's, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting thought. So, you know, talking about the war of art, here's a question for you. Um, can you ever really win the war of art or is it only small battles over time or do you, do you ever win? How do you win? Can you win? Have you won? I, I kind of have resigned myself to, uh, to the fact that you're, and this is my opinion, I'm sure everybody's maybe has a different point of view, but I don't think you ever get, you never, you're never going to achieve perfection on anything really. I mean, all you, all you can really hope to do is show up and do it better each time. And maybe sometimes you take a step back, but all you can do is really try to do it better and better and better and better and learn and, you know, learn from mistakes and stuff. I don't think you ever really get to, you know, perfection. And and maybe mm. if you did, you know, that, that old, that old kind of idea that, that you never, you never die in your dreams because if you if you do die in dreams, then you're going to die in real life or some something like that. Maybe that's <laughs> the kind of idea. If, you, if like you ever get to true perfection, then maybe you just keel keel over immediately. But <laughs> I, I just think it's an, a lifelong process, and it just yeah. I don't think you ever completely defeat it, uh, or you never you know uh, it's always a, it's it's going to be a battle, and you, you know maybe yeah. some some day sometimes the battle is uh, there's a ceasefire for you know, a couple of weeks and then something comes up and then you're like, you start to have that doubt, you know, is anybody listening to the podcast? Should I keep going? I haven't heard anything from any, you know, <laughs> and then you just gotta, you gotta pull, you gotta push through yeah. it. So. Well, and I think too, like the, the idea that like, you know, wars 
wars, you know, we always, you know, people want to use war metaphors. It's, it's easy. We know it. It's part of our culture, but you know, no one really wins a war, right? We only, you only survive one, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. no one wins. No one wants to see other families destroyed and that sort of thing. Same way in art. Like we don't want to see our, our peers do bad. Like, I don't want you to be, you know, not be successful, you know, it's a, and, and yeah. I don't, and it's not that I, you know, it's, and so I think it's this idea of like, you know, I like the thing I like about this conversation is like, you know, if you're going to survive, right. If you're going to survive in this industry, that's, you know, all about, can you come up with the next genius idea? Like, you know, maybe you can, maybe you won't, but can you survive by continually showing up and doing the work and bringing forward ideas that are interesting, strategic, helpful to the client. Yeah, I think you can. And I think yeah. maybe, maybe, I'm just making this up on the fly here, but I'm feeling good about it right now. Feeling good, Jaime. Uh, good. I think maybe that surviving is really, that's the point, right? Like being able to, at the end of, a, of your career, looking back and say, you know what? Man, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like survive I, in advance. I, yeah. I did some things. Um, you know, we had some moments, we had some tears, but, uh, here I am. And it's, it's been a beautiful journey. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that, that I, I think it, you know, it, it also kind of keeps you motivated because you gotta, you, you keep striving to do better and you keep, you know, wanting to, um, work towards that perfect, that elusive perfection, but you keep, you know, you keep working towards it. Right. So if, it, if you really got there, that'd be kind of boring. Cause it's, it'd be like, Oh, now what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. You know? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I always find that myself at that place. Whenever I get to a now what it's time to wrap it up, you know, like yeah, it's time exactly. to, to move on to the next project. So, um, absolutely. so, so let's talk a little bit about this podcast. Let's, let's dig in. I know, um, I, I listened recently and, and her name's escaping me, but you had a strategist on recently. He was really yeah. good. She was really yeah. good. And, and she was talking Trish. about, um, she was talking about how she was speculating that maybe after COVID, like some people might not want to be touched. Some people might not want to be approached. Some people yeah. might not want to go back to this interactive world. And I thought, wow, that's an interesting insight. So, but stuff like that's kind of what, you know, you're bringing on interesting, compelling creatives from all over and different agencies and whatnot and fresh voices and, and really love what you're doing there. So tell us a little bit about your, your format there. How do you, how do you, how do you get those confessions out of your guests? What are, what kind of stuff are you looking for? What are you bringing to the world? You know, it, and and maybe you find this with with this podcast is that it you know I I'm getting a ton out of it as well I'm I'm learning sort of yeah you know trade secrets I'm I'm also kind of it's also a therapy because it's like hey I'm not the only one that has these fears right you yeah. know I I can't I, I mean I, I want to say that probably almost everybody on the podcast has talked about imposter syndrome right and it's something mm -hmm. that's another form of resistance right. Um, so it's kind of like part therapy. It's part of, it's part like masterclass cause you're learning, um, from, from these people. And then it's part like, you know, you're, you're discovering stuff, um, together. So, um, I just try to, again, let it, let it take, uh, you know, I have, I have a set of kind of standard questions, but then I, I do like you're doing, right. just sort of see where the conversation takes us, try to find connection points and, uh, and bring them all together. And then I would say that I just try to make the, the guests comfortable so yeah. that they feel, you know, um, they feel relaxed and they're able to share their confessions. Nobody has ever gotten too crazy uh, <laughs> with their confession. I think my, my first guest, uh, uh, John Eric, talked about showing up to a pitch meeting high or something. That was pretty good. <laughs> but uh, a lot of them have, have done have had to do with, you know, imposter syndrome or like going, man, should I be, you know, am I qualified to be talking about this or, you know, having some yeah. sort of self-doubt during a pitch and things like that. So. Yeah. That does seem to be like one of the most consistent things throughout our industry. And I just, that is really um, something I've heard time and time again. And, you know, if, you know, we go to conferences, we do those sort of things and you got these speakers at well-named ad agencies, they get up there and, and they say, you know, they, they confess those same things. They say, look, I don't have it all figured out. And, you know, I, I have these same feelings and I think it's, you know, I think it's just part of surviving the, the war of art, right? Like just being, uh, 
being being vulnerable to the fact that like you know we're all one step away from you know just not not being as sharp as we once were not feeling as confident as we once were and um it's a struggle you know that you got to kind of yeah. really you know work through yeah and as you you know that we've talked about this on the show as well that as you move up you know from being a doer right so you're you're writing or you're um, you're designing or whatever, and you start m- moving towards, you know, being a, a sort of a manager, right? A creative director. You're now you're kind of, you become the coach, right? You, you go from being sort of the, the star player, so to speak, to being the coach. And, and it's a transition for a lot of people, right? Because they love mm-hmm. being the person that came yeah, up with I, the solution. I wrote that. I wrote that. <laughs> I designed that. That's my line. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I said it, everybody. And so you, you start to move to this other, uh, place where you're the, you're the manager, you're, you're the, but, but there's, there's, there's a lot of creativity and a lot of skill and a lot of, um, real strategy that goes into that part, because if a project was, was successful, chances are it's because it was successful because you chose the right people to lead the, lead the creative. You were able Mm -hmm. to, as you mentioned earlier, find that one, you know, somebody said something in the meeting and you said, Hey, 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 say that again. And then you went up to the board and you wrote that out. And then that ended up being the idea, right? So you're, you're moving in a different direction. You didn't have that idea. Somebody else did, but you realized that it was good and it was smart. And you were the person that put together the ideation session because you knew that, you know, Charlie or whoever was going to be good on this project. So it, it, it becomes a different type of creativity and and you become really sort of a coach and and that's hard for a lot of people to let to let go right being the being the star player um so but that's Man. that's the way you know that's the way that's the way it goes and that's you know typically you want to be moving in that direction uh, at least i i think so i still have i think ideas that are really strong and and worth sharing and i still share them and all that but it's about the next generation right how do you get them to get their stuff out and how do you get them to grow and you know yeah let let the let the young ones get on the front lines let them take the shrapnel exactly sit, exactly <laughs> sit back and strategize right um yeah well man i this has been an awesome conversation and, and i'm so proud to be in the trenches with you as a fellow creative director and podcaster and this is hopefully the the beginning of a of a great friendship i, I know it, it, it feels like that on my end and i can't wait to come on your show um and get to be in the hot seat. Um, but as far as people finding you, um, you know, where, how can they get a hold of you? How do they get to your show? How do they work with you? All that stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the, the show is available anywhere. Podcasts, uh, are available, which I love saying by the way, right. Cause it makes me feel so legitimate. <laughs> Cause that's what everybody says. Uh, fine. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast. So, you know, Apple Podcasts, it's on Spotify, Confessions of a Creative Director, just do a search for that. And then the best way, I, I, started, a, I started a website for it, but it's hard for me to keep up with it. Um, so the best way to, to get in touch with me is just really through LinkedIn. Shoot me a note like you did. And, and just to touch on okay. what you said, I, I'm, I'm totally with you, man. I feel like uh, we're kindred, kindred spirits, you know, in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, totally. I, I think this is the, the beginning of a of a beautiful friendship, as they say, and I hope we can, you know, kind of uh, commiserate and spitball, and who knows? I mean, you never know. Maybe we end up working together in some capacity in, in the future. So, thanks for, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man. Well, I can tell you this much: when this COVID stuff's over, you know, you mentioned Long Beach, and if me and you aren't Come eating, do- if me and you aren't eating donuts at uh, what's his name shop there, that the one featured in Snoop Dogg's video with the big donut. Oh, are you talking about, um, oh, Randy's donut? Yeah. Donut if me, if, okay. Yeah. If me and you aren't at Randy's eating a donut, like something's wrong. Okay. Come bring it, man. Bring it. I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll show you the, I'll definitely show you the town and we'll go up to, uh, to the offices up in century city and, uh, we'll, we'll hang out in long beach and everywhere in between. But yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. Awesome. I, now I let me, let, let me ask you this now. Um, I know this is big in California. I don't know if you, if you, if you ride much, but are you, do you skateboard at all? I don't skateboard. I scooter though. Okay. Uh, which is, which is, is probably not, is the, not that cool, um, 
a sibling of of skateboarding, but it's pretty awesome. I got you know these the, this big uh, razor. Uh, I think it's like the Lux something or other, but it's a big size one. And and me and actually the the four of us, my wife and my two boys, all have scooters. And what we do is we just we pack them up in the car. We go somewhere cool. And you then cruise. just 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 cruise everywhere, and it's it's it. so much fun. But yeah, uh, the skateboarding uh, I, I probably w- would have gotten that into that too late, <laughs> broke broke my <laughs> uh, broke my ankle or something. But well, if if you make it here to Cincinnati, um, we'll 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 bring your scooter, and you can yeah. roll with my squad. We got a, a little squad called the Dad Skate Squad, and oh, we roll cool. we roll pretty deep here in Cincinnati. We got about fifty dads. And we roll every Wednesday night. Uh, oh, that's rad! During the summer, really every cool. Wednesday night, we roll for about an hour, and then end up, you know, grabbing a beer somewhere. And I think we've actually started a chapter out in L.A. I'm not sure if it's still Is going. That right? Yeah, so I'll try to connect the dots, and then maybe again, you know, as soon as we get we get through this, you know, get everybody vaccinated. I'll fly out and roll with the LA crew. You bring the scooter and and we'll have one heck of a time. <laughs> I love it, man. I, I definitely would love that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Awesome, man. All right. Well, that sounds like a ton of fun. Thanks again for, uh, for, for hopping on the show. It really means a lot. Um, those of you listening, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, you know what to do as always, uh, subscribe, rate, review, um, do all that stuff so people can find our show and then go check out, uh, Jaime's podcast, Confessions of a Creative Director. And again, I'm going to I'm gonna spread that love. Give him some ratings and reviews and, and subscribing. For those of you that, that enjoy podcasts, um, just so you know, whenever you do that, it helps us get visibility. So it makes that podcast be more visible in the, uh, in the, in the podcast directories whenever there's more ratings and reviews and subscriptions. So if you're enjoying it and you want the rest of the world to enjoy it, please help us out and do that. And uh, as always, man, love you guys. You're the best listeners ever. And Jaime, hey, we're going to eat donuts. We're going to ride skateboards. It's going to yeah, be a beautiful get, thing. Yeah, and, and and get ready for for my podcast. I'm going to put something oh, uh, special together for you. I'm gonna, I'm All gonna, right, man. We're gonna we're gonna go deep. We're gonna go real deep. But yeah, I can't I can't wait to have you on the show. I think we're gonna have uh, <laughs> we're gonna have some fun, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna turn the mic on you uh, and, and and see see uh, see what that experience is like. It's a different experience. It's a lot of fun, but it, it definitely yeah. is is different. But I think uh, the audience is gonna really. Um, my guess is they're gonna learn a lot about you and a lot about sort of your your secret sauce. So I can't wait to have you on the show, man. Oh man! Well, I'll, I will bring all the confessions. I'm pretty. I'm an open book, so let's let's get it out, and uh, it'll be a fun time. And uh, yeah, man, super super awesome, and uh, really appreciate you, buddy. And uh, keep doing your thing. Fight the resistance. Yep. Invoke the muse. And at the end of the day, man, do what you do, which is be a pro, buddy. Love it. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Cheers. All right. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, head over to iTunes or Spotify and give us a great rating and review. A quick read is a Leap Group podcast. So there you have it, folks. Hope you enjoyed that crossover event with my good friend, Brandon Ferris. That was a lot of fun. His production's really good. I need to uh, I need to step up my game because his his production is on point, and he does everything live, which is super cool. The intro he does live, everything. Um, so uh, yeah, again, I had a lot of fun. Hopefully, you guys learned a little bit uh, about how I think, how I see the world, and that it was helpful to you in some way, and that uh, you enjoyed it. Uh, and like he said at the very end, I, I'm such a bad promoter. Uh, of myself but please download both of our podcasts subscribe to both of them i'll let you i won't i won't feel too jealous uh but uh, subscribe to both of the both of them and leave us a review leave us a positive review because that's the way that um you know the podcast gets more popular more people listen to it if we get some good reviews so his podcast is a quick read you can find it anywhere you get your podcast or you can go to brandon ferris Dot com and it's available uh, there as well. And of course, this is Confessions of a Creative Director, so you know what to do. And hopefully you're already subscribed. So that's it. Until next time, peace and creativity. Going back home to the place of
Just call 